Hotter Than Health podcast, a plant-dominant podcast for those looking to expand and elevate their lives. Each week, we will bring you provocative conversations and topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness to answer your burning questions. You will leave each episode with tangible tips and takeaways and understand what it truly means to live an energized and optimized life. I'm eating meat. It's like, oh, my bones and my cartilage and my joints are like, thank you for giving us these these crucial nutrients that we've been deprived of for so long. You know, I definitely have more energy. I still wake up, you know, a little tired. My body's like... I'm undoing 16 and a half years of depriving myself. So yeah. it's going to take time. Like think of it as a, you know, a, uh, I also like to talk about supplements in the same way. Yeah. It's like, think of a dehydrated, very dried out plant, right? Mm-hmm. You got to water it a bunch for it to start, you know, the soil to become nutrient dense, water dense, right? And for those, those leaves to actually start blooming again, you got to give it a lot of love. It's not mm-hmm. just going to take one time. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. My name is Eliza Gelman. I'm your host, a holistic nutritionist, podcaster, wellness enthusiast, and simply someone who is curious about all things health. Today we have a fascinating episode, a phenomenon, if you will. Uh, Today we have Dr. Courtney Yurko and her husband, David Yurko. We talk about everything, which is why this is part one of two. Let me let me give you some backstory. If you don't know Dr. Courtney and David Yurko, they are based in Charleston, South Carolina. I've known Courtney. You've heard her on the podcast. She was on the podcast a couple of years ago. We talked about the central nervous system, supplementation, the importance of chiropractic as it pertains to longevity. And we all know that she is brilliant, absolutely extraordinary in her craft. She is an artist of chiropractic and simply simply an expert when it comes to wellness. And I really wanted to tap into a more personal a more personal layer of Courtney. I think over the past couple of years, if you live in Charleston, maybe I I know that you've seen Courtney and David. They just radiate this light and they exude a natural love that people look up to and are intrigued by, fascinated by, and they truly create abundance wherever they go. And I think that when we see a couple like this who is radiating the energy that they are, it is hot, it is beautiful, it is deep, passionate empathetic, open, vulnerable, but also extremely dedicated. They truly encompass so many different values that I think a lot of us really admire in people, in relationships, and friendships, and want to tap into even more within ourselves. Dr. Courtney and David are on the podcast today in this two-part episode, and we go through all things business, mezcal, love, sex, relationships, growing together in relationships. We talk about uh, the potential experimentation of psychedelic journeys. We talk about travel. We talk about how they found each other. Essentially, in their, it sounds like it is just their soul's purpose to be together and to grow together and create together. Their philosophy towards relationships and love and union is really special. The way that they describe it is 
a phenomenon. That's why we named this episode a phenomenon. And I think you'll absolutely eat this episode up. I can't imagine not getting some type of value from this, even if it's simply hearing a fascinating conversation between two people who are magnetically, absolutely magnetic towards one another. To paint a picture of what was going on before this episode, I think it's going to be good to provide some context. Before this episode, Courtney and I have been friends for maybe five or six years. We bonded when we both had similar Uh, a a similar hardship in the past and it connected us and we had been friends ever since. But I went over to their house. I drove down to Charleston for the weekend for this interview. And you guys, when I tell you we biohacked the ever living daylights (laughs) out of ourselves before this. And when I say that because we were doing things that I don't typically do on a day-to-day basis. Most of these things I have done before, but not all together, back-to-back, over and over and over. And it was the best. I left feeling like I had had a... I genuinely... I had had... It felt like I took an adrenaline shot. It was the most energized I had ever been without caffeine in as long as I can remember. And here was our morning. It was about four hours that I was over there, and two of the an hour and a half of that was podcasting, and then two and a half hours was truly biohacking. It went like this: I showed up at nine. <laughs> I had only had water because I knew that I wanted to be a blank slate. I knew I wanted tabula rasa. Let's get into biohacking uh, at, from a very neutral equilibrium. I didn't want to be caffeinated or super full or anything. Got there, they made me. David made a cup of mud water, which is more of an adaptogen adaptogen blend. It's really fantastic. Uh, They're not a sponsor of the podcast, but maybe someday they will be. I think it is similar. It reminded me of some of the adaptogen drinks that I drink from Organifi, like the chocolate one. We'll get into that in a little bit, but it was this mushroom elixir mix with just a teeny tiny bit of stevia, a little bit of grass-fed ghee, and what else was it? Oh, I know they put something else in there. Dang, I can't remember. But that, that could have potentially been it. Maybe a little coconut something, but it either way, they blended it up. It was super frothy. Oh, some good cinnamon. It was super frothy and it was delicious. I could have had that. I could have that every single day for the rest of my life. And it was nice and soothing and grounding, but it gave you that nice, warm, uplifting feeling that you get from drinking coffee in the morning. I can definitely see why it's a coffee substitute. Plus having the butter in it does help to stabilize blood sugar levels. It helps to extend your fast if you're doing that from a glycemic standpoint. Then after we did, while I was sipping on the mud water, they were, they were prepping the house. They were getting everything ready. David said, oh, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get some bags of ice. Got like six, seven bags of ice for the cold plunge. And when he got back, we pulled an auric card where you pull a card from a deck and it essentially reads you a, a, a mini oracle, if you will. And I read mine, they read theirs, and we talked about them for a minute. Usually there's some journaling that goes alongside, but we didn't do the journaling. We just discussed what the card said and how it could pertain to our life. So it felt really nice to start a Saturday from a place of, okay, 
this feels aligned with what is going on in my life or, oh yeah, I have been apprehending something like that happening, whatever it may be. As soon as we were finished with that, we moved straight into breath work. And David, well, these two, Courtney and David, have coined the Yurko method. And it is alongside other modalities of healing and wellness, breath work being a part of it. So we did, I want to say it was 12 or 15 minutes. They threw on their red light panel and we were sitting there and we were deep breathing and we were in there for 15 minutes. And when I tell you, it felt like we were there for three, it flew by. He led us in this guided breath work and you feel like you are levitating afterwards. It felt so good. 15 minutes of breath work while you're in this red light therapy, which is great for inflammation and great for your nervous system, the whole thing. And it was all really good stuff. Once we were finished with that, (laughs) we have two more things, almost there. Oh my God, three. Once we were, and I promise you this all makes sense when you hear about how they operate in their day-to-day life. When you know that they do this kind of stuff, it makes more sense why they think and feel and, and operate the way they do. Once we were finished with that, we hopped into the ice bath. And I don't remember exactly how cold it was. It, it was not the coldest ice bath I've ever done, but I we were also in Charleston and I was the third one to go. I think it was probably 60 degrees, uh, maybe a little less, maybe like 55. I, I have no idea how cold it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't the coldest, but it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. We all did it for two minutes. David was, I mean, he's Goliath. He was just no biggie easy breezy, easy breezy. Courtney and I were like, okay, we're getting pretty cold, but it felt so good. We were super energized. And then after that 15 minutes of sauna and then you guys, (laughs) it is hard for me to even talk about this with a straight face because it was so confronting what we did next. I was absolutely shook. We, we did the nail boards and the nail boards are precisely that. You picture someone laying on a bed of nails and all uh, these little tiny nails are so close together that they they don't puncture your skin. You're totally safe on them. You could put a balloon on them and the balloon wouldn't pop, but essentially there are these two little, I don't know, six by 10 inch boards with little nails sticking up and they said they do this once in a while and it helps with your spinal alignment again central nervous system it helps to elongate your your spine and your torso so that the breathing and the breath and the oxygen look I'm not the pro on nail boards but give it a google you'll you'll (laughs) if you have a health and wellness person in your life who wants an interesting gift? You're like, nobody is going to get this for themselves. This is, and also if you're listening, this is what I want for Christmas. This is what I want for, or whatever holiday. There are these little nail boards and Courtney went first. She showed me how to do it. She said that she tries to hit at least 30 seconds. She's working her way up. David goes for about two minutes and I'm thinking, okay, I can go for, yeah, I can at least go for 15, 20 seconds. Boy, 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 was I humbled fast. Courtney went on and you, we stood with our hands on the countertop of the kitchen, of the kitchen island, so that it wasn't our full, full weight. And then we essentially lowered ourselves on. But if you ever need a little bit of a reprieve, you can always put your hands back on and it'll, it'll take away a little bit of that sensation. And she was a savage, went on for 30 seconds, but she was doing breath work as she did. And I stood up with, I was so confident and oh, 
oh my god it wasn't even necessarily the pain it was such a it was such a new sensation that I was not my bot my mind was telling my body hey not a good thing get off it was like fight or flight so I try and stand on here I think I was on there for 10 seconds and maybe maybe two three seconds without maybe two seconds without my hands on the table needless to say I was addicted. I'm still addicted. I want to get it again. I want to do it again. It was amazing. And it really does. If, if you're not standing with beautiful aligned posture, your breathing or your, your feet are going to be distributed differently so that the weight goes more into the balls of your feet or more into your heels. So you do have to stand with completely strong posture. Uh, okay. Wow. I know that that seems like a long-winded way of getting started because it is, but it does make this episode makes so much more sense because this is this is a, re- a regular day in their life and it wasn't all super brand new to me but I hadn't done all of these things in sequence and I certainly hadn't done the nail board and it was the perfect way to get us started for this interview without further ado I bring to you the first part of a two-part series with the Yurkos you're going to love this episode. Make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss next week's and you can check out the show notes to get links to reach out to Courtney and David. And at the end of next week, we are going to be doing a little giveaway for some of the new events that they have coming up at Connection Health Center. I know you'll enjoy this. I'm so excited for you all to hear it and we will catch you at the end. Welcome to the Yurkos, a phenomenon. When I first reached out to you, Courtney, I said, hey, I have been grappling with this for the past year, maybe year plus, eating meat again or incorporating more animal proteins, different types of nutrients. And you had been speaking so clearly and with about maternity and the the entire process of creating a child. Granted, I am not pregnant. I know that's something you guys look forward to in the future, but not now. What got you into focusing more on animal proteins because you were a vegetarian for your basically your entire life? Can you for speak on that? For six and a half years, yeah. That's wild. So talk to us about where where this all came from. Why why are we focusing now on the benefits of certain animal proteins and paint that picture? For sure. So when I was 17 years old, I decided to be a vegetarian. It was at my dad's birthday dinner. I cut into a filet and it bled all over my plate. And I was like, I'm never eating meat again. And he's like, you're definitely going to finish that $40 steak, right? Uh, No, I'm not. And I Mm -mm. quite frankly didn't eat meat again until a few months ago. I just had a very weird relationship growing up with meat. You know, veins and chicken would freak me out, the cartilage, the bones. If it was red meat, it had to be filet and very well done. Um, Taking the veins out of the shrimp, just all these very particular things. And I was like, I'm just done with it, right? And... I was getting really sick this past year. Like I would go get sick for like two weeks at a time. What kind of sick? Just like snotty and congested and like cough, just like a lot of funk, right? And I just could not shake it. Which is really uncommon for you because you're genuinely the picture of health and you know exactly how to fix everyone else. Exactly. Well, 
I try, you know, that's the goal to help people find health from within and autonomy. And I'm like, I'm literally doing all the things. What the heck is wrong? I feel like I feel like a fraud because I don't know what is wrong with me. And I went and I got um, IV ozone down in Bluffton where they take your blood, pump it with ozone and put it through UV so it kills anything. Um, And when she took my blood out, she was like, oh my gosh, it was so dark, which is you're supposed your blood's supposed to be dark, but the darkness of mine was like very profound and that freaked me out. So I went two days back to back. It helped me a lot. Um, And then I, I mean, my dad has basically told me my entire tenure of being vegan and vegetarian. Like, you know, when you want to conceive, you you need to start eating meat. And so I've always heard that in the back of my head. And now David coming into my life, you know, we talk about having children and it's better to start these things early rather than like, oh, I'm pregnant. I need to undo 16 and a half years of depriving myself mm. of animal proteins. And you know, it was really hard for me. I had two different calls with um, practitioners that I, I have a whole, whole network of practitioners, a lot of woo woo and a lot of holistic practitioners. And one of them was with my one of my best friends from Cairo school, her mom is a chiropractor an acupuncturist and a medical medium, Dr. Marisa Polo. She's amazing. And the first thing she says to me is she speaks to your higher self. She's like, your higher self says you're not going to like this. I was like, I have to eat meat, right? And she goes, yep. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just don't think I can do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then I had a- This was when? This was back in like- February or March, I want to so say. So you had already you had already met David. I had already met David. David, okay. we've been married, um, but we went on a. Um, I've been getting these downloads. Like, okay, maybe now is the time. And we went. We were in Barbuda for my birthday in the Caribbean, and it's on my birthday. He got a lobster because this is like the lobster capital of the Caribbean, and I'm like. I think I'm ready to take a bite. He was like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, because my entire- Dave is so pumped. Like, Hell yeah, <laughs> we like, can share this together. Yes. So uh, like my whole, the only thing that would make my mouth water is like seeing buttery lobster. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I ate, ate a bite and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Next day we go out on a boat, we catch a lobster and we cook it ourselves. And it was just like insane how uh, barbaric I- really am and I like went back to when I used to love crab legs and was able to just like break all the legs apart and was just like eating it like it was yesterday absolute carnage yeah, yeah. Instinct just kicked in it was cool. wild wow. yeah. yeah so that started me out with you know eating some seafood some seafood specifically lobster I was like I can't eat anything else right now it's only lobster so then the next weekend I overnighted a five pound main lobster in <laughs> We cooked that thing and then it just kind of unfolded from there. So I had the call with Marie and she's like, you got to start eating red meat. And then I had a call with um, uh, another guy I've been talking to. His doctor, his name is Dr. Ian Musman and he's out in Santa Barbara and he is a naturopath, but he's also come up with this, this beautiful way of connecting to source and using muscle testing and letting you know whatever is needed. So I go into this call with him, like, I'm going to talk about business. We're going to crush it. And he's like, first thing, what's going on with your health? And I'm like, ah, okay. 
basically, like, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, I need to dial this in. And he goes, are you eating meat? And I'm like, oh, gosh, no. Why is everyone asking me this? Yeah, and it was just profound. That's the first thing both of them said, which also shows how amazing they are at their craft. Um, and so literally that first hour I spent with him, we went through every single food. So he uses um, a scale from negative 99 to positive 99. Zero is neutral. And we went through all of these foods that I was eating. Like Ezekiel bread was negative 99. Um, what is the, what are the ranges mean? So negative 99 is like absolutely no, 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 no. Zero is ne- neutral. So like it's not doing anything for you. Positive 99 is like, that's what you need. So rudimentary animals, beef, red meats, those are all positive 99 for me. And I was mm. like, there's no way I'm eating a piece of steak. Like, are yeah. you serious? So he, and then he really honed in like, you know, you motherhood for you is positive 99. He was like, you have to start taking care of your body now. And he's all about David's doing work with him now too. And, you know, it's been a beautiful journey with him, how it's like unfolded. And he literally, I mean, the conversations with the two of them, are what changed the trajectory for me. Cause they both were like, if you want to have children and you want it to be a viable birth and pregnancy, you have to start eating meat. Wow. I was also getting like debilitating neck pain, which is like an oxymoron for being a chiropractor. Right. I'm like, and I'm getting adjusted all the time. I'm working out and doing all the things. And once I finally, I would say a month ish later is when I took that first bite of well done filet grass fed, obviously. And I was like, I was like shaking, honestly. Mm. It was like a very visceral, obviously, like eating, but it was like a visceral. Were you at home like, paint the picture of what that first experience back with meat was? Because I feel like that's a huge thing. People were like, I, I don't want my first bite of meat to be Chipotle. You know, we yeah. don't need to go. No, quality is so important. Quick. Yeah. Talk about the quality and how that first experience was. Yeah. So I've been, you know, if it's not like from the wild, like us going and catching that lobster, and if it's not like wild caught fish, if it's not grass fed, I'm not eating it. Like I have very, very high standards for that because I've one, deprived myself for so long, but two, it's like the quality of meat in most places is just complete garbage. Like what are they feeding them? You know, a bunch of corn, which is super toxic in America um, or other animals like their cousins or whatever. Um, So it's very important to me that it's grass fed as local as possible. Um, if it's eggs, you know, free range, whatever the most expensive one is at Whole Foods, that's the one you need to be getting, quite frankly. That's <laughs> yeah. that's just the reality of it. Or if you find it, you know, at a farmer's market. Sure. Um, and then like with dairy, I've been eating raw. We've been doing raw butter, raw, just as raw as you can get too, yeah. because there's such a, you know, information that we get from mainstream things is very backwards, especially like with raw products. Yeah. And especially if you, okay, let's talk about this. And obviously we're not dietitians who work with mothers and raw foods. I totally get this is not medical advice. We yeah. Have, I, I am not giving medical advice. Right. You are far more. I'm uh, not either. Just, this is what works for me. This is what works for you. Yeah. But as someone who people know you as a practitioner of health and wellness, but also a guinea pig to yourself, you have to you have to be a guinea pig to yourself in order to see what works and what doesn't work. And sometimes it takes 17 years. And also it's fair to say for those 17 years, that did work for you. That worked beautifully. It helped you create the life you have now, Mm -hmm. but you didn't box yourself in, but you did do research. It wasn't like you just jumped in and it's easy when you get that confirmation bias. 
you want or you know you should do something and then one person says, oh yeah, you should, this seems right for you. You're like, oh, okay, one person said it, but you did your own, your own research. You had introduced meat back in. What are you feeling now? What is the difference? That neck pain that I was having like 90% of the time, like ridiculous symptoms down into my trap and like mm. sometimes down my arms and stuff is like gone. I would say at 5% of mm. the time, which is huge for me. Like I would wake up and not be able to move. Mm. Granted, I have a very physical job being a chiropractor, but, and a lot of that was energetic, which I, is also a whole nother thing we can talk about, you know, knowing boundaries in your energetic space. But mm. eating me, it's like, oh, my bones and my cartilage and my joints are like, thank you for giving yeah. us these these crucial nutrients that we've been deprived of for so long. You know, I definitely have more energy. I still wake up, you know, a little tired. My body's like, I'm undoing 16 and a half years of depriving myself. So yeah. it's going to take time. Like think of it as a, you know, a, uh, I also like to talk about supplements in the same way. Yeah. It's like, think of a dehydrated, very dried out plant, right? Mm -hmm. You got to water it a bunch for it to start, you know, the soil to become nutrient dense, water dense, right? And for those, those leaves to actually start blooming again, you got to give it a lot of love. It's not just going to take one time. We all know that feeling after dinner. It's been a long day. Your brain is, it's tired of making decisions for you. You've been going, going, going. Maybe you're taking care of kids. Maybe you've been at work. Maybe it's been a weekend and your brain is just not firing at all cylinders, whatever the reason. You're sitting there, you are craving some chocolate. You have had this beautiful meal. Maybe you've had a, a nice dinner or maybe you're just sitting on the couch and your mind is racing and you're thinking, God, I really want something sweet. I want something chocolatey, but I don't want to be craving it all night long. I want to be able to sleep and I want to feel good. That is why I absolutely love the Organifi chocolate. The Organifi chocolate kit is my absolute favorite sweet treat from Organifi. So it's called gold chocolate and it is actually made to just ease your mind and your body into a state of calm. There is zero sugar. It's kind of like a healthy hot chocolate. There are nine soothing superfoods that you can absolutely enjoy knowing that they're going to nourish your body with Ayurvedic medicines. Uh, they have turmeric, cocoa, lemon balm, reishi mushrooms, turkey tail, ginger, coconut milk, cinnamon, magnesium chloride, black pepper, acacia, turmeric. I'm telling you, the list goes on. And all of these things are super fantastic for reducing inflammation, for energizing your not energizing, but reducing your energy in your head, keeping clear mind and also promoting healthy sleep. I love this product. Like I said before, this is something that I have been taking for such a long time. And again, it is called Chocolate Gold. It is turmeric, cocoa, and lemon balm. No, it does not taste like lemon. It tastes like healthy hot chocolate. My challenge to you, when you have your sweet tooth at the end of the night, make yourself a cup of chocolate gold. I do about three-fourths of a scoop in a coffee mug, pour in some hot water, maybe a little bit of coconut milk if I have it or if I want it, but... That is all you need. If you still want the sweet treat afterwards, absolutely go for it. But know that you've also nourished yourself with these amazing adaptogens and this zero sugar, healthy, delicious, yummy nighttime elixir. You can check this product out and actually get 20% off at 
Organifi.com backslash HTH. Again, it is Organifi.com backslash HTH. You know I love this brand. You know I love this product. They are made all with such high and quality ingredients and so much integrity. Again, it is chocolate gold. And you can also check out all of my favorite products at Organifi.com backslash HTH. Let's get back into the episode. Right. So it's like years of undoing and me really packing on these nutrients and being um, super conscious about the quality and how often I'm eating it. And like there have been a couple of times we've been on trips, like when we were in Portugal, we were eating a lot of seafood and we got back. I said, David, I think we need some red meat. You know, I I'm feeling like I need it, which is profound for me to still think about mm-hmm. now, you know, it's just been such a mm-hmm. shift and like my family, my dad and my brothers seeing me meet for the first time around them was hilarious. Yes. Hilarious. They were like, we and he has a person. whole like whole video series of the things me eating them for the first time. Courtney eats meat. <laughs> Courtney eats meat.com. Exactly. So <laughs> Very sexy. it's, it's for our future. You know, it's for my husband, it's for our future children, it's for me showing up as my best self. And can we talk about that? Because I don't think that people, I don't even fully understand and comprehend the actual differences. We keep hearing you say, well, this is for future children, this is for a pregnancy. What are the nutrients that we're missing? And, and what I saw you post something on Instagram and it was two different placentas Placentas, and one was from a vegetarian or a pescatarian or some variation of that. One was from someone who ate meat and one looked more rich and dark, deep, veiny. Talk to us about the physical differences, what's happening to a baby, because we have a lot of people who listen to the podcast who are female or male, but there is that reluctance to adopt a new way of eating or reduce a way of eating. Some people are thinking, hey, maybe I need to eat less meat or just higher quality. What is What are some of the differences that we can tangibly see for motherhood or for nurturing a child? Yeah, I mean, that video of the placenta really was a, a wake-up call for me. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, thank goodness I'm doing this now and not when I found out that I'm pregnant. I mean, think about it. When you eat a piece of steak, just the amount of first of all, good nutrient-dense protein, the amino Mm. acids, the omegas, the fats, like Mm. that is what baby needs to grow, right? Protein is the building blocks of basically who we are, Mm -hmm. right? Amino acids. And um, like all the fats that you get from fish and from red meat, you know, Mm. all those omegas are so, so important. And so much of the the vegetarian and the vegan lifestyles are so saturated with omega-6s, which is so inflammatory to us as humans on on every level. Um, And you're not getting enough omega-3s. You know, our brains, our nervous systems are basically fat, right? We are mostly, it's mostly fat and water is what our brain is. So think about the developmental process going on with that that baby inside of you. If you're not getting all the omegas that you need, if you're not getting all the protein building blocks that you need, how is that baby going to develop as optimally as it should when you're depriving it of those those critical building blocks? I also wonder if this would be I, it would absolutely be pertinent to any woman who's especially thinking about freezing their eggs. It's such an expensive, intense 
in-depth process, even if you're doing it on your own, not even embryos, just eggs, freezing Mm -hmm. just the eggs. I feel like hormones need to be at their most optimal state. So evening out the omega-3, omega-6 ratio would be a great a great place to start and as before supplementation before any of that all of that can come later but the the basics absolutely i think think that a lot of people will get turned off by that and a lot of people will get turned on by that and that's fine this isn't saying hey you have to go do this this is i'm also doing my own research so selfishly i was like i want to talk to courtney Mm. about this because you're not one to sugarcoat what you feel, what you believe, and what you have seen works. It's not that you you have clients that you see benefiting from this daily. And overall, I don't think that anyone, I'm sorry, other people know about this information, but it's nice to have an actual conversation about someone who's just so recently mm-hmm. adopted these new practices. Yeah. <laughs> He's been quiet, but he's here. <laughs> so we have David sitting with us, uh, with us as well. This is a three-person three interview, which we don't often do. And I think you guys are the best people to do it with because you don't interrupt each other. <laughs> Maybe you do, but you don't. It doesn't seem. You are an amazing listener. You've just been observing Courtney. There's so much love. It's mm. obvious. Another reason why I wanted to have you both on the podcast is because I find your lifestyle and your love and your story so fascinating. And there's a lot that you keep to yourselves. There's a lot that you keep private. You keep under wraps. How (laughs) I think what we all really want to know is you all have this really interesting love story. Can you walk us through? We don't need the whole 14 years ago. (laughs) Someone shitting in the closet. Sorry, friend. (laughs) That's a whole story for another time, but it wasn't either one of us. So that's it wasn't either one of these two, but they did have to clean shit out of a shoe. We'll just stop, (laughs) leave it there. Tell us about the reconnection that happened just in the past couple of years that has led you to this incredibly enriched, deep love with the two of you at the heart of it. Talk to us about where that started. There's definitely some, um, interactions on Instagram, like, you know, like, I know you're there. You know, I'm there. He's also in relationship. I started getting into, I think what really sparked it was I was getting really into combo and I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I don't need to say anything about this. But then the second time I did, I was like, the world needs to know about this potent legal medicine from the Amazonian frog. Like they need to know about it. It's freaking brutal, but it's amazing. And he said, that's when that sparked up and then we kind of started he's out of relationship at this point and we just started having this conversation a little bit or poking at each other a little bit and then he's in Utah and I'll let you take it from here hi David Hello. <laughs> I've been with you for hours doing god knows what but we are just meeting you for the first time on hotter than health it's an hi. honor to be here oh wow we're just happy you're here yeah So January 1st of 2022, I wake up fresh out of a seven-year relationship, single, and um, also about two years into an awakening uh, in my own life. Um, At that point, I was 36, and starting around the age of 33, after a a collarbone break, um, meditation, breath work, medicine work, uh, these things had come into my life and had opened my mind up to areas of 
my consciousness, my heart, my awareness that was very closed off um, for the majority of my life. And so coming into this new season, um, January 1st of 2022, single, at 36, um, I was open to what the world was going to be bringing in for me. And I absolutely wanted a family. And I was also like, what's my issues with women? Because here I am and I had all the excuses and reasons to maybe take that last relationship um, to that next step. And I was sitting with all the emotions that were coming in and trying to use this opportunity as fuel to um, unpack that question for myself Um, and revisiting my journey through life, my programming, my relationship with my mother and other important women in my life. Um, So six weeks later, early February, um, I am in a psychedelic journey and... In that journey, I see Courtney Brandenburg keeps coming through my space. And the next day, part of this particular experience is you record your voice, if there's anything that that you feel you need to say during the experience, and you transcribe it to ground you back to that space so that you can harvest um, some of the amazingness that that is happening in in these altered states. Yeah. Um, so I'm transcribing on the plane. This, this journey took place in Utah. I'm flying home to Washington DC where I was living at that time. And I get to this part, Courtney Brandenburg. And I just remember being hit again with just like this, like full body flood of feelings. And like, I need to send a message to her, but I don't, know how I really even know her. Like, I know I'm friends with her on Instagram, um, like peripherally. Um, How am I going to just show up? Hey, by the way, I was having a psychedelic trip and I really just couldn't stop thinking about you. Literally. Right. (laughs) And, and at the same time, personally, I'm like, I'm going to be single for the next few years. I have no interest in getting into anything. And so the little that I could tell about Courtney was she was extremely attractive <laughs> and seem to have a lot of similar interests. So I was like, this is like one, a danger one zone. One bikini picture and you're like, I probably should just message her, right? <laughs> you literally, yeah, you nailed it. Um, so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, if you don't know like- Courtney, go follow her on Instagram. Cause this lady's hot. <laughs> this lady is hot. <laughs> so this is, this is like danger zone for me, but that was also what I realized was very important for me in my personal journey was I should be able to interact with a woman, a good looking woman and not have to play the role of like, let me be the man and try to like mm. get her, mm. let, her, let me get her interest and like, right, see right, 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 right. That's how that went. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the practice, like I said, um, it's all about intention. So, <laughs> so I land, um, in Dulles, I'm in the baggage claim. And like I said, I've had a lot of profound experiences with this particular protocol and some other medicine work. And so I'm a big believer of leaning in even Mm. when it doesn't make sense. Um, And so I said, forget all that. Forget the ego. What's she going to say? This and that. Wrote her a message. Hey, so I saw you in a journey last night. Told me to reach out and connect with you in nature. If you're feeling that, let me know. Send her the message. I'm like, she's going to think I'm crazy, but whatever. And I get a response back. And I was like, what kind of journey? I just smoked 5-MeO DMT last weekend in Mexico. 
And then I'm like, oh, okay. You're like, Here we, we are. are the same. And you, but did you have any, any inclination other than you knew Courtney lived a healthy lifestyle? Did you have any idea that she was inter- into these kinds of journeys or like she said, she had posted that? something about combo, and that that also landed on a day when um, another friend of mine who's in right. this space had been talking about his experience with combo. So okay. there were some subtle synchronicities coming in. Okay. Um, but where I had, where I had personally been at at this time as well was after having experienced the benefit of this work within myself and within my family, I had learned how to administer this protocol to bring it into my family. Mm. And what I've personally felt very strongly about at that time was I was being called to share this protocol with different people, whether okay. it was for their personal healing or what I felt was this rising of a tribe that was being guided divinely. And that in this case, I could see that the little that I could see that she was a healer. She embodied health from what I could see. And something tell me for sure, she's supposed to learn this protocol, yeah. that she could help many people. Like I felt that many people could, could, could be helped. Okay. So at first it was just, She's coming through. Be open to what it might be. The last thing I thought in that first journey was like, oh, this is this is going to be my soulmate. You know, this is going to turn into something romantic. Like I said, my I was trying to be. You were I was just open to, to it. You were I was just trying open to release to it. all that because what I realized in my personal journey is like that had always been the case. Uh-huh. Like an attractive woman comes into my sphere, I have to start playing a role. Oh, okay. Um, and so I was really trying to unpack this. Um, programming, these learned behaviors, um, and so that I could really uh, be myself as much as I could. And yeah. so I looked at it like like a practice. Um, so we reached out. I, I reached out. We, we had this conversation over text, and we ended up hopping on a FaceTime. Like no, it was a Zoom. A Zoom. Yeah, it was my first I was like, and only okay, Zoom I'm ever. pretty sure he's still in relationship. I'm not hopping on a FaceTime with this guy. So yeah. we're going to make this an official Zoom call. Me too. I think I was that's like, really yeah, smart. We're, yeah. yeah, we're going to keep this Because like, you were only, what, six to eight weeks out of your past seven-year relationship. Yeah, like six weeks. Yeah, yeah fresh. Um, and so I had the exact opposite intention. Um, mm. But I was like, I can do this. Like, I can interact with this smoking hot girl and, mm-hmm. um, you know, keep it uh, human to human. That that was very important to me at that time, and, and, and it still is, that relationships are, are human to human first, regardless mm-hmm. of your gender, regardless of your name your associations what you do it's like i'm just going to meet you as the human and let's have an interaction based on that Mm -hmm. and then what was the first time you guys met were you saying hey uh i know we're on zoom but we have good energy do you want to come to bethesda (laughs) well we actually so we talked on that friday and then that sunday we facetimed again for like two hours and then the thursday after that we were on facetime for what Four five hours. Five hours. Yeah. Like third or fourth calls, like yeah. five hours. We're like, like, oh, this is. Oh, what? this is easy. Yeah. So then it was. Amazing. Yeah. Six weeks or something. And he came to Charleston uh, on St. Patrick's Day of 2022. And then, it, I mean, it was amazing we already knew we were each other's soulmates and he said i love you that next morning and then we did the same journey together mm. um to follow through with the, the initial plan you know um yeah but yeah. yeah i mean the rest is history it was like he came on a thursday we dropped in on friday that sunday we're standing in the kitchen and i'm like we're getting married this year aren't we and he goes he goes yep i was like on 11 11 he goes yep so then he left 
a few days. We had our, days. we had an eleven day first date. We literally didn't turn on the TV once. We didn't go out to eat. Didn't drink alcohol. Didn't drink alcohol. Didn't do. It was incredible. We literally just like. I mean, I still had to go to work, but we were just eleven day conversation. Breathe, meditate, just. And you had not met since the very first time you had initially met for one day, fourteen years 14 ago. Years ago yeah. When in, in passing, Which essentially, wasn't even, yeah. it wasn't even like, a that that first uh, Zoom call that we did. We get on the call, and like I'm looking at her, and I'm like, "When's the last time I saw you?" Like, and as I'm saying that, and her face lights up, and I knew as soon as she her, what she was going to say, she's like, "That night." I'm like, "Oh my god, that's, that's right, wild. you were there." And I by the way, guys, friend. we're not telling that story. We're not telling yeah. that story today. Yeah. But <laughs> yes. that'll be for a later date. Yeah. That's okay. So you had an eleven-day first date. I have to know this question. Here's remember I was saying earlier before we started recording. I was like, what can I not talk about? <laughs> and I was like, I gotta at least bring this up. You both are the pinnacles of health. Hormones are on overdrive. Happiness-wise, I feel like you're in this oxytocin bubble. Mm. You're doing breath work, meditation. You're you're doing the work. Are y'all having like crazy tantric sex? Is that For a sure. huge? Okay. Yeah. Can we discuss this? Because we just had a podcast episode last week that came out and it was all about, all about sex. And it, this woman was 62 and she was like talking about the intention and the communication and also the toys and like the fun stuff about it. What is y'all's relationship to energy in the relationship when it comes to physical moments. Like, I feel like that is such a deep, important space to be in. Can, can you just talk about the conversations that you guys have around that? Because I feel like you're both very open about how you communicate about physicalities. Yeah. I mean, it's been a journey for us both, right? Like before I was, we got together, I was on a eight month celibacy, you know, yeah. tenure of my own as in like, I need to, I don't, I don't want to give myself, talk to anybody or anything like you that. You said you were grossed out by men. Yeah. I was like, what is my, I know I'm not a lesbian, but like literally no guy was. That's why I'm curious because yeah. you went from being so against a physical relationship with a man to having an 11 day first date where the energy is yeah. so pure and strong. Well, I just knew I was like, I'm the next person I'm with. The next man I'm with is going to be my husband. And I was like, I was just so set on that and knew that. And I actually bought this book in November of 2021 called, um, the healing, uh, healing female, healing love of the Tao. So it's all about Taoism. I just ordered it. What? It's on, ba- it's on back order guys. So you guys hop on Amazon now if you Get want it. it. Yeah. <laughs> healing, cultivating female sexual energy. It's all mm-hmm. about Taoism and this ancient Chinese, uh, rituals and practices of what they call ovarian breathing and the microcosmic, all these wild things. Mm-hmm. And I never read it. And then, you know, I meet David and it's like, we're just on cloud 69, you know, <laughs> and just, yeah, it's been beautiful. And we're like, okay, uh, we're actually in a meditation at his house in Bethesda the morning after we booked our wedding, which was like a week and a half after our 11 day date. And I'm sorry. What? Yeah. yeah. Go back to that. So, Put a bookmark on that, please. <laughs> so he went back to DC and I came to visit him the next weekend and we're laying in bed. I was like, should we book our, our wedding? I was like, I want to get married out of four seasons in the Caribbean. And there's only two. There's one on Anguilla and one on the island of Nevis. I'd been to the one in Anguilla and I, with my mom. And I was like, you know, I love her and I want her memory, but I don't want to be 
attached to those memories that we had there. I want to create new ones mm. with my husband and not be like sad that my mom is has gone to the next life, you know? So Nevis it is. Neither one of us have been there. And we like book it that night and known we, each other for two weeks. Basically. <laughs> but 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 so many lifetimes. Oh, sure, you know? sure. And it was really beautiful because it was like, oh, if you book this far in advance, you get 25% off. We're like, Four Seasons does not do that. No. And then I was like, oh my God, we didn't even look at the vaccine uh, protocol there. Mm -hmm. They lifted it the day before we booked our freaking wedding and neither of us are, you know, back. So we're like, well, insane. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And literally they lifted the day before. I was like, we already booked. And I was like, I need to look at what that is. And they lifted the day before. So we're meditating the next morning out on his balcony. And I, afterwards, I'm like, I had this download. I'm like, there's seven months until we get married. There's seven main chakras in the system, in the energy body. And we need to find a book that we're going to read of one chakra per month. So we, we started, I was like, went to my mentor, Dr. Jeremy Brooke, who's, I helped teach the yoga of chiropractic with, and who's a dear friend, uh, and is very well versed in this space. And I was like, what is the best beginner's book for learning about the chakras? And he's like, Wheels of Life, which also get that book. It's amazing. Wheels of Life. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. So it. we both got Wheels of Life and we read page for page, highlighted. We both highlighted in yellow what we read. Then we went back, got a different color, underlined what we both had read and highlighted what the other person had highlighted. And then we went back and read all the highlighted parts. So we we did that with Wheels of Life before we got married. And then that transition to reading Kundalini Tantra, which is really, really heavy yogic philosophy. And so that is where we started getting into Tantra and really... Uh, learning about Kundalini and you know the Nadis and everything, and we're going through the the book the same way. And now we're into these the books on Taoism. So I'm reading the female one, and he's reading the male one. Love that. And it's all about just cultivating the sexual energy that we all have, but utilizing it. You know, women lose males lose the most energy through ejaculation. Women lose the most energy through menstruation, and it's all about really yeah. Okay, From so no Taoist, biggie if you're. Okay, that's a different question for a different time. No, it made me feel better. I'm like, okay, I can be tired. I can feel these things and not suppress them when I'm menstruating, you know, because we have to go, 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 go. And it's like, no, it's okay to sit. All a dude has to do is jack off and we have to literally just (laughs) wear diapers for five days. Yeah, literally, literally. It's it's very fair. I'm just kidding. So we're reading these books together and, you know, it's really helped us learn more about ourselves, you know, and about each other. Cause it's like, there's so much that you haven't tapped into and, you know, you can do Tantra as a singular person, but you know, when you do something with another, especially the human you love and care about and is your soulmate, things are way more profound and intense in the most beautiful, explosive way, you know? So, um, yeah, like, and we're still learning who each other sure. is and are and will be, you know? Well, I think so often we see people who are in the dating world or they jump into their first a, a relationship. And I do say jump. They jump into their first relationship and they begin having sex all the time. Like in the beginning of a relationship, you're rabbits. You're, it's when the chemistry is at its height and it's at its peak. And there's so much energy around it, but it's less meaningful. It's more just muscling through with adrenaline right in a way and I think that you guys introduced it in a really intentional way that also 
you can redo that and redo that and redo that and go through the seven chakras and there's always something different Mm. to talk about. And it makes it not just about the sex. It makes it about so much more, which I think is the most sustainable way to do it. Not that it's all about sustainability. Like you want to have some fun, but it's, you know, you're going to be together forever. Have, have some intention behind it so that you can just build this big, fat, juicy foundation Mm. and then keep compiling onto it. Yeah. That leads me into... You said something, Courtney and I had a call for, I don't know, an hour the other week when we were figuring out this podcast. And she was saying how, David, you went or you wanted to do the, I'm going to butcher the name, the yoga retreat, the really intense Sad yoga guru. retreat. Sadguru. Sadguru. Yeah. And you said something that hit me like a ton of bricks and I've brought it up several times. Personal development is so important and development is so important and understanding yourself is so important but when you each as individuals are doing that you are quite literally growing apart can you talk about your philosophy in the way you hold yourself in relationships that you like to do these things together yeah it's very important for both of us to and he's said it even more than me. And I'll let you get into that about just like, I want to do everything with you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm still working. But it's like, no, the point of being in union is to do all things together. And now we've like started a business, but especially when it's Which we're absolutely going to get into. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So now it's like, especially with, you know, going on that Saw Guru retreat, we were both, you know, shut off our phones for four days and just tapped in and we were the only white people amongst all Indians. And it's just like, it was the coolest freaking experience. But, but you said in the beginning, you said, this is not something I would typically, this is not something I would have done without David. No, but you knew it was absolutely. important to him. I didn't even, yeah, I was like, this is what I gave him as part of his Christmas present. I was like, but we're doing this together. Like it, it's hard for us to be apart because it's like, we want to experience life together. And especially with opportunities like we had to go to this ashram um, this, uh, for the Sadhguru retreat. It was like, we left there and we were both just I can't imagine a, a couples, one one person doing that and the other one. You're just immediately growing in opposite directions, you, you know? Come home in a different on a different plane. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling Courtney this yesterday. I consider myself a phenomenologist. Whoa. And that's somebody who is a student of the phenomenons that we experience every day in this in this world. And I have been very fortunate to have some incredible experiences throughout my life, whether it is athletic pursuits, surfing, skiing, climbing, making money, growing businesses, you know, um, having relationships, having friends, you know, having hardships. And um, I had built uh, a great business back in DC and had a beautiful home and just, just had so many things. But when Courtney came into my life, this was a phenomenon that just dwarfed everything else and for me I am drawn towards these phenomenons and so this love was the most powerful force in so many ways that I had ever experienced and continue to experience Mm. and so I want to be close to that phenomenon Mm -hmm. and um if my future husband doesn't say exactly that, it's not my future husband. <laughs> Just take note, guys. <laughs> if I'm not a fucking phenomenon, <laughs> then I'm out. Yeah, so I'm like, from the beginning, it literally is like, I walked away from, quote, my life. Um, and uh, was like, 
it's going to figure itself out. And it certainly has. But I was like, I know I need to be in this, in this space, in this love um, together. And um, growing together, I think, is so important for me growing up at, you know, throughout my life, I like to say I've been a, a student of failed relationships. Mm. My parents got divorced when I was five. Dad remarried, did another divorce. Mom remarried, another divorce. And just everywhere I looked, there was no example of a happy marriage that I was like, that's what I want for myself. Mm. And so I know that that was a big reason at 36, I was I was still afraid um, to commit to a marriage because I didn't want to repeat these um these scenarios that I felt were existing everywhere in some form, whether this couple was still married or whether the divorce, it didn't really matter. I, I really saw a lot of um, separation mm-hmm. and um, I felt that, you know, one of those reasons is the dynamic that our society creates in creating separation in roles. So the, one individual, typically in the past, it had been the male, has to go out and be working. The mother would be typically, typically, typically be home. Nowadays, you have both parents that are out working different jobs, and they're living the majority of their lives in different environments, yeah. focused on different problems, and the family unit is um, separated, is mm. is is distributed uh, instead divided. of divided. Yeah, yeah, and so um, this is something I always knew intuitively that I always. I did not want. I wanted. I wanted the freedom, and I feel like that's why at a young age I was really like, I need to figure out how to make money because I know money's going to create some freedom for me. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to create freedom for our family, um, so that we can raise our family on our terms. Um, but yeah, when Courtney and I came together, and in in that first eleven day date, and the conversations we would have, and still have today, it was like. We want, I want to be together. Like, I want to live a life together where I don't know exactly what it looks like, but our businesses are merged, but we have the freedom to wake up every day to spend time together. One of us isn't getting dragged out to a responsibility that we have to be at so that we can be together. We can be with our children. We can make them breakfast if we want. Things that I didn't see growing up, seeing my dad have to go to work or seeing yeah. my mom get. And You and, saw one side of the coin. Exactly. Yeah. So um, for me, growing together is so important because life has so much, uh, so many reasons to get distracted um, and to get pulled into a a different space of thought and create separation. Yeah. What do you think the psychedelic journeys, can I call them that? Psychedelic journeys? Whatever you want. The journeys? Journeys, They're journeys now, guys. What do you think those have done for your relationship? Yeah. Thank you so much again for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. Remember, this is part one of two. And of course, we got to cut it off at the juiciest part of the episode. And you don't want to miss next week when we talk about building a business with your significant other, uh, their psychedelic journeys into each other's lives, how their love story really, really did come together. It's absolutely incredible. And I love these people. They've already taught me so much, such expanders in life and in love. Make sure you are subscribed anywhere you're listening to podcasts, Spotify, hit follow or the little plus uh, 
check mark on the top or on Apple Podcasts, and you can enjoy this wherever you are traveling. Don't miss next week. We will talk to you next Thursday.